year. I am Kahawia from K and K Podcast. Real talk with Kiva and Kahawia. We are a literary podcast that deconstructs information with the intention of uplifting the Black nation. Together, we also represent Afro SoFly, a revolutionary brand that empowers members of the Afro community to express themselves fearlessly. Check us out at afrosofly.com. Yo, you want that raw, tough love where nobody gives a fuck about how you feel? <laughs> that nearest truth without error, because nobody is truly right in this world. You gotta listen to K and K Real Talk. Yeah, we're gonna give you all of the information you need to know. About your dancing. Real talk. Check us out. Listen to us. But most importantly, do your own research. Real talk. Don't trust nothing we tell you or anybody else. Do your own research. Find your truth. Real talk. Walk that journey with us. We're here to serve you. Barakata. You are listening to K&K Real Talk. Please excuse me if you hear children in the background. We may have to do a praise break in a little just so that I can tell them to calm it down a bit because I am sitting about six to eight children in my home. Lord. Two of them left, so I have six left. That's you know what? You always eight. been the, um, the Negro mother goose. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. You know what? Children motivate me. When I'm home alone, for some reason, idle time doesn't work in my favor. But when I move in, and it's not even a movement of frustration, although... We're going to talk heavily about frustration, the last ending of the chapter of Dr. Amos Wilson's book. For those of you who are just tuning in, I'm just going to remind you, we are deconstructing this book for the last time. Yes. The Developmental Psychology of the Black Child by Dr. Amos Wilson, second edition. We are at the final book, y'all. This is so dope like this well, not is the one. final book, but we at the final segment of the chap- of this chapter for this book. Yes, but the book is over. I ain't got no other chapter after this. No, no, no. But this is not the final book. Like, we're going to do more books to come. Yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Don't let my informal standard English <laughs> confuse you. Yes. Thanks for the clarity, my sister. How are you? Uh, yes. Yes. The children motivate me so. And um, I'm glad that I have them because I'm typically not the parent to say, oh, I need a break. Like, I love, love, love being with my children. I do everything possible to stay off the plantation to be with my children. Unfortunately, I don't have a Black man that supports that. I've never even encountered one. And you know what's so funny? I was thinking before we got online, I'm like, yo, we haven't really talked personal about what's going on in our lives in a little while. Like, it's just been so heavily Mm book-focused. I'm about to do some sharing today, y'all. Listen... 
because it has to come out and it's not like it's even going to impact my life because my men don't support me enough to even check in on this honey ain't that by the word because <laughs> the folks be like oh yeah you know in the beginning you honey they trying to kiss the ground you walk on but all you know <laughs> they listen to a couple of episodes and it's like oh, okay yeah. Oh, yellow podcast. Oh, okay. if they even listen to the the a couple of episodes, if they in, even in listen, time. right? But I was saying that because you know, yo, somebody was listening. <laughs> Meanwhile, the one I had, they ain't listened to a lick. My my somebody was listening when I was recording, which is easy to pop and sit in for a little bit, listening and then want to critique. So I wouldn't even say that he genuinely listened meaning on your own time on your listening own time to, exactly and it's so disturbing because just so y'all know where I'm coming from in heart and mind I committed myself to a childhood sweetheart for 15 years a man that never married me was so self-centered and selfish and I spoiled him some may even say I'm an enabler but in my heart and mind I figured if you love somebody you do you put them in the center of your world and you work hard for them, period. But unfortunately, our brothers are not trained to treat women that way. And that doesn't go for all brothers. But the ones that I encounter, they see that as challenge complete. No need to work hard for her. She's doing everything that I need her to do. So I'm just going to look at the other sisters, which is so unfortunate and time consuming. Or so, if they're not looking at the other sisters, they just fall back completely. Like, oh, well, I already got you and what? Exactly. So I went from that 15-year bid to now a current situation where I'm four years in deep, on and off. Man take care of everything. So I have that component, which is great, but I'm still on a plantation, even though he has the means for me to be home full-time with a newborn baby. And the support system is not there. And when I say support, say when you say you want to do something, it's okay not to do it, but at least address it and work towards it. Mm-hmm. Brothers, and unfortunately, are just not, they're making plans and saying that they want to do something. However, none of their actions relate. And it's so frustrating when you want more for another person than they want for themselves. Mm. And I'm in a space now where it's like, I chose this. So who am I upset with more? Myself. So I have to continue to keep peace even though I have war within my heart and mind because I'm frustrated at my outcome and I know about that keeping peace and it's like continuing to keep peace right but that peace that you're keeping is a full state of mind because you're keeping peace on the home front but the peace in your heart and the peace in, in your actual mind it is in it is dismantled it you know, is, it's, it's it ain't real peace. It ain't true <laughs> peace. I tell you that. I think you know what I think is a learning piece, right? Because my black man is a good man, and his presence I love in the home, especially when you have children. Because I'm watching two children who are not being raised with a father figure, and they're young men, young boys, seven and five, 
and their father is not present at all. So I do my due diligence by trying to take on other people's children, especially single mother children, just to give them a break. Because you can't be a parent essentially all the time. I have a lot of support, so I can have my me time where others don't, and this sister doesn't have. So the fact that they're here and they see his presence, even though he's not doing the things that I would like him to do, but the fact that he's in the house, he does have... Um, moments where he engaged the children in a way that I can't engage them. His tall presence, his masculinity, although it's not at, at his highest pedigree, the influence in all does make an impact. So I think the ancestors know what they're doing, but Lord, they are giving me a ride. Honey, nah. you feel like that's your learning piece. My learning piece is I'm all too grateful that I do not have any children yet. <laughs> All too grateful. <laughs> but you know what? Your learning piece don't have to be involved with the children. You know, it could just be involved. No, 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 no. But I'm just saying, you know, the, well, no, my learning piece is with the children, right? Because you, you remember, we were planning to have children. Yeah. But I would have been planning on the false pretenses. And false pretenses that I didn't know about until recently. Mm. So, yeah. so I'm grateful. No, I, I, I get it. I because my story could look not similar to yours, because you know. And let me just—it could I'm, look different. I'm just going to throw this out here too, and it and it's so frustrating because you know you have your man, and when your man doesn't do right, and I even get into the space where it's like you know what we're together, but we're not together. Therefore, there's that rule where it's like if you want to go ahead and do your thing, you're more than welcome to do so because we're not together. So the intimacy is cut in the home. So then when you are in this, you know limbo phase now you start looking for an escape you look for moments where you can enjoy yourself outside of the home structure because the home structure is just so toxic so you may tap into friendship you may tap into you know something new why is it that the word is bond rule is not practice not i am such a simple simple woman when it comes to certain needs a text message can make my week a phone call can make my day. You can cancel on me several times. It won't affect me because I'm so aware of what it is that people go through that I always live in other people's shoes before I even live in my own. Sometimes it's a martyr in my system. Honey, and you know what? Maybe I could take a page from that, right? Because I recently had a sister friend. Now, she reached out to me like, hey, I want to spend some time with you. What's your availability? I'd have made myself available to this girl two times and she canceled on me. But but for me, it's the way she canceled, right? Because she only canceled when I hit her up like, hey, are we still on? And then it's like, oh, actually, no, girl. But now she's trying to link up a third time. Ooh. Yeah, and see me, she'll be able to link up with me as many times as possible. Look, I was like, girl, no, (laughs) you didn't already. mm -mm. I already made myself available to you two times. And see, I I sympathize with that sister because I am in a space where sometimes you don't know if you're coming or going. You have such is you have so many conflicts in your life that you don't know how to be present, how to step in, how to step out. It's a I and mean, this doesn't go for everyone. Some people can go I mean, through things I and feel like I better. can be empathetic to that, right? But see for me again it was how she canceled. You only canceled when I, you know, followed up with you. So it's like mm-hmm. if I didn't follow up with you, were you ever gonna let me know? 
Like if I wasn't the person to follow up before I drive that something and I didn't drove 30 miles somewhere to go link up with you and your ass don't come, now see that'd be a whole nother thing, right? But for me, it's you know, it's the lack of communication on your part. So it was like, do you respect my time, sis? So I'm saying this, not to say that I'll never link up with her, right? But I'm not going to be so forthcoming to give her my time exclusively until I see a change in pattern or until we have some kind of conversation because I just no like friendships need to be mutual no we have to be able you know to be able to hold those conversations and like listen if this is a relationship that you want to maintain here's how you do it yeah I mean and if she's willing to give you that conversation that's great because you know sometimes people shut out shut down whereas like they'll say they want to engage but then when you reach out to engage they purposely don't respond or purposely don't text back so it's like in that situation what do you do do you continue to hold on to the relationship or you let it go i let it go and and i you know i'm probably i let it go (laughs) (laughs) and you know do do my i was talking to a sister friend today and what she told me really hit home and um i should have wrote it down because it was powerful so I'm mad that I don't have the words exactly but pretty much she was just saying that you have to protect your happiness by any means necessary because Mm -hmm. you may not live a long life but you want to live a happy life Mm -hmm. and that's the life that you want to choose because we can't we're not promised tomorrow so your time and how you your experiences are so important because you don't know when it's going to end so you don't want to waste your time being frustrated you don't want to waste your time being upset you don't want to waste your time feeling anxiety or feeling sad or feeling incapable because all you have is ability in time as you have it when it's gone it's gone And no one knows when that day is going to occur. It can happen sooner. It can happen later. So because of that knowledge in itself, she was just reiterating to me that regardless of what's happening, even in my situation that I expressed today, it is your business to find your happiness somewhere. Always find joy. Be happy in your circumstance and situation. Some I, I know what works for me, which is why I have these children, is because I'm going through so much turmoil in my love life. One of the ways I heal myself is by healing others and being there for others. Sometimes you can be caught up in your problems so much, you may need to step away from it for a little. So children is the easiest way to do it because they're so needy in a good way. They need you to guide them that, it's important that you, um, you know, you when you're in that world of the, dealing with the children, then you can separate separate from yourself. Now, that may not work for everybody. This is a suggestion that works for me. But I encourage all of our listeners to please, please, please do your best to love yourself enough to know that you're worthy to choose happiness. And only you can choose it. Mm-hmm. I can, emotions come and go all day long. You can feel one way now. Five minutes later, you can feel another way. So you really have to control the emotions because they're so sporadic. That's why logic is important. What's important? Logic thinking would say, my lifespan is not guaranteed. So I must be happy. 
I choose happiness because of the logic in it. Not because of how I feel, because I can change how I feel based on my circumstance. Working out is a good way to get over it. Some people say stepping out and having a intercourse, you know, some great sex, which is what I wanted so bad in an escape party that I done found. <laughs> Even though I haven't, you know, indulged in that world. But it don't work. But but you got to be careful because you got to be careful. Honey. I wanted to. Having indulged, right? Because you can't just be indulging with everybody. No, and even the ones that you choose, sometimes they don't want you at the time you want them. Because the escape world that I had, there was a moment that he wanted me and I curbed him. And now I want him and he's curbing me and I can't do nothing but accept it. So that's another moment of unhappiness. So I have to train my brain computer to say, we try that algorithm, it don't work. We move on to something else. And you have to force yourself, damn it, even if it takes you eating something that's not so-called healthy, but eating something that's going to cause you to have a feeling that's better than the feeling you had, do what you need by any means necessary to fight another day within joy or peace of mind. Because we, all of that we're talking about, it's about healing. And how who want to heal mad all day? Honey. <laughs> frustrated all day you know that's not no real healing and then you want to teach others to be frustrated too that is true so yeah i'm not frustrated with the sister <laughs> say that again i said i will say i'm not frustrated with the sister it's just you know the way my boundaries are set up <laughs> oh no no and and you and you chose your boundaries to avoid frustration yes which it see everyone has something that's different me i i open i keep my myself open to all whether they come in or out but that that's how it works for me you have to be in tune as to what works for you because it's an independent um study we all have different family structures different needs different wants different experiences so everything that you hear and learn whether it be from myself sister kahawia it's not for you to take it as a blanket of of approval as this is how I'm going to do and choose to live my life. No, you take bits and pieces because you're your own individual. And it's okay to do that. And I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, oftentimes we get caught up with, you know, am I right? Am I wrong? Nobody is completely right or completely wrong. We no, live in some the people be dead ass wrong. I ain't going to hold you. There's some people that be dead ass wrong. Depend and this is not to say that the person, right? But you know, depending on the circumstance. But some folks be do be dead ass wrong. <laughs> no, no, you, that right there. No, you're right. Because intentions, right? It, it, if you intending to do harm and you end up doing harm, then you dead ass wrong. Right. But if your intentions is not there and it happened, I mean, the dice is loaded when it comes to situations. Unless you only intending to do harm in self-defense, then that's something different. That is something uh -uh. different. That is something different. But I'm excited about us concluding this book. So for those of you who are reading on with us, we are again on page 262, the finale of this um, book, The Developmental Psychology of the Black Child. So... Yo, and everything we talked about was pretty much was at the end of the day. I mean, he done went into frustration. He done went into regression. All the things. I love that he makes sense of this. And this is something we don't think of. But 
he explains that everything that in regards to black culture is based on black white power relations. Uh-huh. So our black history month, our black magic, our black pride, everything that relates to, you know, the this whole African American highlight of an experience is pretty much in existence because of us being victims of white supremacy racism. I was listening to um, this brother, Neely Fuller, who I love, and we're going to get into his work later on in the the episodes to come. He has said that, you know, Black History Month, yeah, we have it, but what is it doing to the agenda to eradicate the system of racism? Nothing. And, you know, he was like, you know, it's, we glorify this experience as if it is solving a problem. And he said, you know, for years, which I love that he used this terminology, we've been wrestling with the system. Like we have moments of like, Hey, I look good in this moment, (laughs) but in totality, the system is not ever eradicated. Hmm. And until that system is completely eradicated, we got to change our way of speaking and thinking and moving because I'm actually appreciative of the blockages that I'm getting from the things that I want. Because we don't really talk about spirit too much, brothers and sisters. This is not in a book, but I just feel deemed to speak on this. Spirituality is very important. Certain things that I go through, I feel like I'm not going through it only because I put myself in the situation. Some of it feels like it's destined spiritually whether my ancestors placed me there because I need to learn a lesson or I'm owed this experience or I'm due this experience because of a karma or reciprocity um, agreements within the spiritual world something of that nature I feel that it happens to be in that way and some of it is a straight up spiritual attack mm-hmm. which means you need to start you know analyzing what and who's around you what are you doing in your life? Exactly. Because the black culture, like at the fullest um, sense of it all, we don't know what that is without it being, without it relating to white power. Right. Like, what would be black power? What would be black culture if we never was enslaved? Mm. Or we weren't colonized? We don't even know what that looked like. No. If, pertaining to us today we can talk about what happened thousands of years ago and not even so much what it would look like right would it even be a thing would it be necessary to be deemed a thing if these you know other things did not take place first yeah exactly because nobody else has this there's nobody rushing them you know they end up it's funny because dr um no actually he's not a doctor but anthony t browder in his book um, he, I believe his book is called The Browder Files. He has said that um, there is no other uh, groups of people um, that, no, this is Phil Valentine. He was like, there's no other groups of people that is a study but us. Oh. And, oh, yes, and Dr. Browder, he also, excuse me, not Dr. Browder, Anthony T. Browder, he also stated that the word Hispanic didn't come about until 1988. So prior to that, they were just Negroes that spoke Spanish. So they added the whole Hispanic History Month, 
the women's, you know, right movement was pushed alongside of the civil rights movement. So now they, Woman History Month. But all of these, you know, systems, so-called months to celebrate a certain group, is stemmed out of the system of racism and white supremacy. So, yes, I agree with you. Like, what would that look like? Would it even be a thing? Um, would it even exist, honey? And the answer is hell no. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being frank out here. Yes, because the white culture and the power system that be, according to Dr. Amos Wilson, he said the value value system of white supremacy, it is so fast paced that it makes us as a people feel unstable, unbalanced. And think about it. Every I mean, we're the Internet itself is so bombarded with information from cryptocurrency, from digital real estate, the NFTs and the stocks and the bonds and all of the access to opportunity that they say that you have access to. But you don't have a blueprint to get in. More than likely, you want to get scammed before you're even able to make a profit. Many businesses have business, but they still don't know how to have profit. We're skating by. We're barely getting our way to the top. And and most of us who are at the very top on TV and looking swell and, and great and we get googly-eyed, they got a white man in their pocket. Uh-huh. That's like across the board. They either white work for a white institution or there's a white partnership. There's no singular black owned black establishment without any white influence at that high anchored level unless it's privatized. Because if it's in the public, trust me, a white man is in the pocket. Okay? Mm-hmm. So he's he explains that you know because the white power structure is so huge, it creates a dependence relationship with us. Like we're so dependent on this dominant white culture to the extent that we still put our babies in their schools and train them and encourage them to do well, to not compete with white supremacy, but to work for them. And this attitude, this this behavior pattern that Dr. Amos Wilson says that we practice, this what creates the frustration and the powerlessness feeling. Mm-hmm. And he goes on to explain like each portion of our anxiety or the things that we go through that are so heavy and and so disturbing to deal with. He explains why they exist or the fact that they're just existing. For example, when he talks about frustration, he's like, yo. We have unpleasant feelings on a regular. Like, our state of mind is pretty much lack of satisfaction, which is why we're like the leaders of escapism. Mm-hmm. The leaders of partying, dancing, drinking, escaping. And according to Dr. Amos Wilson, us doing that, it truly blocks us from reaching certain goals. Because instead of us focus on our problem in the sense of a peace of mind in a state of saying, I know I have this. I have locus of control to fix it. We don't even attack the problem to the extent that we don't even know the problem is here. We're so far removed and choose to be far removed. Like I have brothers and sisters constantly say like, yo, I don't want to talk about that. That don't make me feel good. I don't want to feel like that. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. I don't. Why we gotta talk about that? That's too deep. That's too heavy. So you don't even want to talk about 
Right. Ain't nobody asked you to come up with no plan to fix it. <laughs> but you don't even want to have a conversation? Nope. Nope. And then until they get their nigga wake-up call. Like, Honey, then they want to talk about That's when the it. folks want to protest. Yo, we gotta, pick, we gotta make a sign. We gotta go out. Oh, we gotta march. That's we like Paul Mooney's favorite, um, <laughs> his favorite comedy script. He like, yo, man, this, yo, this brother over here fucking my wife. And the friend is like, oh, word, all right. And then he come back next week. Yo, this man is fucking your wife, too. I'm gonna kill that motherfucker. <laughs> We gotta stop. Like I'm, and I'm trying. You know, I live in a world where I know. Oftentimes, my family is like, "Yo, mind your business." Like that's their child, and I'm like, "No, that's my child too." Because how this child that I don't know at the playground. Long story short, all the tr- I have about six children again: my two nieces, my two nephews, and my two little little cousins outside in the playground playing and they got into an altercation so all i was sitting on the bench with a few adults and they're looking at the children arguing fighting they're like waving it off like oh they're just kids let them play so one adult gets up which happens to be my man he walks over to see what's going on my daughter was a part of the conflict so he just picks her up grabs her and tells her not to go back over in there and play so the Uh kids they're fuming they are so pissed off inside so they still arguing and complaining pow my daughter she's not no longer in the area so then i'm like all right let me walk over there so i'll go over there and i'm like i need to know everybody's name so i ask all the kids the name. <laughs> they telling me their name after they tell me their name i'm like nice to meet your sister nice to meet your brother i may not remember your name but now we became acquainted i was like this is my name and i started telling them who the enemy is and the enemy is not y'all at this playground so what has happened so we can fix it and we talked for a good hour. And by the time we was done, the children were playing with each other again. So when I walked back to the bench, they're like, why you got to be in a business? Kids just play. And I'm like, these kids were upset. They were they wanted to fight again. I'm not saying that I solved the conflict 100% because as the, the day continued, now instead of them fixing the problem, they kept running to me. Such and such hit me. But th- uh-huh. at least there was some type of order and control where they felt like they could depend on that one elder. Why we got so and you planted a seed, right? You planted a seed that's that somebody well, you planted a seed that they may not receive ever in life. Right? Or that they may not receive until they're grown and it's too late. Or they may not receive until they locked up and it's too late. Like, what is the harm in that? No, and one of the boys, he was like five years old, my size, <laughs> 37 years old, and he was like, I pushed him. I said, honey, you were so big, you were so strong, you were so mighty, you got to be careful. <laughs> How old are you? He said, I'm five. I said, baby, you got to be careful, and then his parent ended up coming across the street. All she she heard was that her son hit, so she screaming at him, arguing with him. And I had and I know my people. So as she's arguing and screaming at him, you know, 
most sisters and brothers don't like to be confronted about their children. So I had to tell her, I said, sis, you doing such a great job. This boy is so big and tall and strong and beautiful. Lord, he's such a big boy. And he hit, but I don't think he understand his strength. It wasn't, he didn't do it intentionally. You know, I'm speaking on his behalf and it kind of simmered her down a bit. But in that moment in time, I'm like, we don't do this enough. No, we don't. And my and the people that was on the bench with me, I didn't have a group of elders that wanted to support. And I'm not even an elder yet. I'm in my thirties. But I didn't have a group of people that wanted to help. They sat on that bench and they wanted to talk. And this is another problem we have among our community. We don't engage family. One thing I love about the Mexican culture, or and I see this in the summertime, and I'm not a part of their culture to speak on it in depth. But what I see in my community, on Saturdays, they got their whole family outside. Now, they may not be doing something constructive ac academically, but they drinking and eating together and the whole family is together. I'm barely invited to any black function that includes children. Hmm. Barely, if ever, invited. And if it's children-oriented, the children is in one space, the adult is in another space. Yeah, because Don't too many of us, you know, we treat our children like accessories. Ooh, do you treat your child like an accessory? Honey. T-shirt. Many of us do. <laughs> the evidence is there. Wow. Yeah. It, you know, it's cool. You know, it's a trend. It's, it's the cool thing until it's not. And then it is again. And then it's not, you know. Ain't that something? And this is your... This is your genetic blueprint that you're leaving behind. This is your personal seed you implanted in this world, an imitation of you. Yeah. And that's how much focus you have to duplicate you in this world. You have Listen, focus. Dr. Amos Wilson said, you know, these frustrated children come from frustrated parents. Mm -hmm. And the cycle continues. And the cycle continues. Exactly. Because the external events of frustration versus the internal consequences, Dr. Amos Wilson explains, like he shares that we have two versions of frustrations. We get emotionally upset sometimes. So that frustration, it can, you know, impact our thinking, our planning and our attention. But then there are certain external barriers that we can't get past the barrier of not knowing of not being strong enough to say, yo, I'm not going to that party. Well, I'm not going to mm -hmm. feel the need to spend the money on nails when I don't have money. Well, the barrier where don't nobody teach you about credit, but as soon as you turn 18, <laughs> like credit cards is coming in the mail. Like, oh, look here. We got this free money for you. <laughs> and you out here just applying. <laughs> don't know nothing. Right? That's a barrier. Because when you got fucked up credit, and you don't understand quite how it got there, that's a whole barrier. Yeah. I love when he mentioned executing the task. Because like Sister Kahawia said, you can have to be task-oriented to say, you know, I want to buy my house. So, however, you're charging up everything you can on your store cards. So that irrelevant activity that has nothing to do with buying a house causes you not to be working directly and steadfast towards the original task, which is to buy your home. Mm -hmm. So we have those frustrations in those moments. And according to him, when you get into this space, it creates restlessness and tension. And it's, it's, it's so important because 
when you go through these these situations, the, this moment of frustration, a lot of times we look for people to be in our corner. And not to say that you don't have a support group, but remember your support group is also living their human experience. They're living their lives. So sometimes they're going to be able to show up for you right on time. And sometimes they're going to be completely MIA. But in that, in, in that between time, how do you show up? How are you going to be? Because there are going to be times you want to want somebody that don't want you. <laughs> Do you are you going to hold on to that frustration, or you want to change your brain computer to say, "I have a mission. I have things to do." And the restlessness that um, brother Dr. Amos Wilson talks about is that it's really undirected. We have a rage and resentment because there's so many experiences. There are things that we're fighting for. There's goals that we want. There's tensions that's happening because we were rejected and we have a strong need and desire to have. And I know the strong need and desire to be fucking penetrated by a ninny. A huge gangale. Let me tell you something. These dick attacks, you got brothers out here claiming to provide therapeutic remedy with long, thick strokes. (laughs) And they do it. They do it. And then disappear your ass and have you in the mission of confusion. But you and know I, what's interesting too, right? Because I said this before, when you want them to disappear, honey, that's when they stick around. you <laughs> <laughs> be like, yo, I legit, I listen, I got what I came for. You good now, you can go. What? When you start to treat them the way they intended to treat you, child. That is so true. And I and my, my aunt it was also telling me that too, because when you put, especially when it comes to the man that you want just for sexual favors, when it comes, when you put him in the center of your world where you make it about him, that's when it goes. They want challenge. They want to feel like I, I'm still needed or I'm still got to fight to get it. Once sometimes when you put yourself all out there, it's like, I don't got to work hard for her. She ain't going nowhere. I'll get to her when I get to her. Mm-hmm. Which is devastating because sex to me is so sacred and nurturing. I wish it was respected more in the regard that it is something, there is a release that you can practice and use. But again, it's hard to do it when you play games because I, for one, must admit, I've played games when I've had opportunity and I, you know, dismissed it casually. And didn't take take it seriously. And then now when I'm in need of it, it ain't around. Oh. So it goes both ways. So, and brothers, this is, I, I, I'm going to do more of taking accountability because I know there is a campaign among brothers. I'm listening to them in conversation when they're speaking among each other that sisters have a tendency not to take accountability. We know how to point that finger all day to the men. But we don't take on the accountability of what Honey, we don't count the how many is it they said the three fingers pointing back at us. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna count them fingers as much as possible because I wanna earn my my uh, future gongole experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So but but not only that, right? Because you wanna earn your future gongole experience with someone who is worthy. Worthy, yes. Cause that's another thing too. You have brothers out here that they're imposters. Stop Ooh. saying you're gonna do stuff when you're not gonna do it. A sister, this bro- this sister, um, 
I'm gonna. Uh, I think I said it in the last show, uh, but I'm gonna say it again because I love the quote she said. She said, "Actually, let me pull it up because I don't want to say it wrong. <laughs> I'm about to say it <laughs> off the dome and say it all wrong." She said, "Don't take me places I didn't ask to go, and then drop the ball when we get there." Oh. So you got brothers that you. You know, you like, I don't want to be intimate with you. I ain't trying to be that. We can just be friends. And they sell you a dream, sell you a fantasy, got you all up in, in this wilderness of love and magnificent and bliss. And then once they have the experience, they like that shit on fire and disappear. And here you are, still standing um, in the excitement. It's like, I didn't ask for this. You encouraged um, it. You persuaded me. For what? I didn't even want, it could have just been a small moment of this, and that's it. I would have been okay, but and it's going to come back to you, brothers, what goes around, come around. Honey, nowadays, I'm putting dreams to a rigorous background check. <laughs> what was you talking about? <laughs> I want to see the receipt. If you say you bought it, I'm going to check, okay? And mm -hmm. if them receipts don't look how they're supposed to look, now listen. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Well, you said that that reminded me the the escape I'm talking about too. I remember in our very beginning, he said, "I don't want to hurt you." Hmm. So I should have listened, taken heed to that. And sisters, we have to remember in the beginning phases, that first week to the first few months, all the truth come out. Even though it's a lot of lies, it's a lot of truth, and they and they tell you how they're going to treat you. He told me he was going to hurt me. Hmm. And throughout our relationship, I've gotten hurt on and off. There's a there's a love pattern that doesn't suit me well, but Lord, the experience is so great. I it's like a martyr to it. <laughs> but it's you know it's the same. Shabbos I told us to wait, learn to waste months and not years. Learn to wait, waste months and not years. Yeah, definitely. Because when you waste ye waste years, that's where that aggression come in, honey. And when you get aggression, that blocks all of your desires and needs to reach goals. Like, you're not even thinking about any goal pattern. you in a state of just being pissed off. Honey, so much of the soul. I'm surprised. You know what? And I guess this is where growth comes in, right? Because I'm surprised I'm not aggressive right now. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm not in a space of aggression. That's excellent. No, it is true. It right? is good. I think, I guess when we're not dogged out, because you're not dogged out, nor am I. No, I'm not. So it's more of, I think we well, are no, in the no, state. I think yours is different. Yeah, mine's is very different, but I'm not dogged out in the process. It's not per of... se. Look, tomato, tomato. Well, sure, you put it out there. What you mean, how am I? I'm dogged a little? Well, you know how I feel about recent events, right? You know how I feel about you we know. talking about escape or the main man? The main man. Oh well, no, I ain't dogged out financially. I ain't. No, but just um emotionally. Well, you know what? It's not even that. Too, it's and not on the, you know just on the front, like oh my goodness, I the whole. Uh, but that's me. That is you because I my main man, and this is just something I'm glad you mentioned that. 
brothers and sisters, when somebody is acting erratic and they're out of control and they're not, they're doing all the things that they're not supposed to do, stop trying to manage that personality or their behavior because that's going to make you go crazy and it's going to mess up your mood. And that's what was happening with me. When you showing up and you trying to do the right thing and a person you showing up for wants to act a fool, let them be that. Don't take that on as that is your now your responsibility to fix their behavior because again, they're their own seed. You can't sprout another seed that's unwilling to grow. Yeah, if it grows, react and be on some other shit. That's, that's that's all I'm saying. Say that again. That fool that he be acting be on some other shit. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It, so it's, it's not dogged out per se, right? Because we, you know, we do know of uh, you know some doggy dog ass experiences so it's not that um but he definitely be on some other shit no he's disrespectful my man is very disrespectful and he doesn't take accountability of his actions at all and to the extent that he's not consistent so if he does something messed up he'll just act like he didn't do it and then do it again and then act like he don't didn't do it and then that's the pattern my problem is I go, I deal with the problem as if it hap- it, it, it never happened before. So every time it occurs, I'm like, oh, why is this happening? And when I should already be prepared for it, I need to wake up yeah. expecting it. You know, in, this, in, in my situation, which is why I'm glad we're talking about it, because I am a parent. And in the, I must admit, and I'm glad to say that although we have our moments, my experiences with the children and his experience with the children, um, for the most part, they're not aware of it to the extent that their happiness and sanity is um, impacted in a negative way. So, brothers and sisters, we are going to go through our riffraff. You know, we're going to go through our issues, but do your best not to have your issues. Allow you to be in a space where you are now not um, engaged with your children in a way. I'm learning from my experiences now, not getting what I want from my so-called escape, not getting what I want from my main man. I'm learning that I'm responsible for how I feel. So no matter what anybody does around me, I'm still responsible for me. So if I want to be happy, I have to choose happiness by any means necessary. That involves me going to the gym for two hours, going for a walk, listening to music. I have to control my feelings and my expectations. And you know what? I'm glad you said that, right? Because controlling our feelings was honey. I responded to you just now, like your pit bull for sure. And just thinking about it almost had me ready to book another flight. Because <laughs> I'm just thinking about the experience, right? And why am I so moved by the experience that you had? And you saying, yeah, well, you know, that's me. And, you know, I'm okay. And I'm like, well, she, she said she was okay. But I'm like, fuck that. He need to be dealt with. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and see, it would be a different situation if a child wasn't involved. So because he's the father of my child, I have to always maintain peace. Even if he's not peaceful to me, I have to maintain peace for the sake of my child. That's why parenting is so difficult because you don't become the prime um, target anymore. Like you, you, your feelings and concerns are behind the feelings and concerns of your children. 
So even though I'm not essentially happy, because I've spoken to my mom about this, she's like, I would have left. I would have been on somebody's couch, living room. We were in one room, a place. I would have just left. I wouldn't have dealt with that. And I said, well, that sounds good because you're thinking about how you would feel. I said, but mommy, I'm not thinking about how I would feel. I'm thinking about how my children would feel. So right now the trauma is on me. They are playing around, enjoying themselves, not even understanding what's happening around them because I make it that way. I rather that. I don't want the traumas of him to trickle down to me and the children. So I'm going to be that barrier. I'm going to protect my babies and protect their sanity. And that's, you know, and that's where that um, controlling that brain computer because displaced aggression, as Dr. Amos Wilson talks about, you know... (laughs) it can show up in ways where you start brutalizing blacks. Um, <laughs> you know, you start bru- brutalizing your own group. Like, I don't want, I know I'm upset. I know I have issues. I know I have issues with my man and stuff like that, but I don't want to hold on to it in a way where now I'm contemplating suicide. Now I'm starting to drink. Now I'm dr- abusing drugs. Or even contemplating homicide out here, too. Or contemplating homicide. folks be trying to tempt Yes. The folks be out here pushing buttons. Yes, yes. So I I definitely love when you, you know, when you say that, you know, my feelings are up to me and how I process them and how I respond to them. Yes. Up to me. Because we need to be responders, not reactors. Honey, because we should look. I'm true. <laughs> we have to respond because because my, my, my baby is once there, regardless of what me and dad go through the children want their father mm-hmm. so i need to make sure that that father is around even if he's not doing right by me i'm going to make sure that that father is around and he's not around in a state of um what you call it um destruction he's at peace so i find my peace elsewhere and i you know thought i could find it with another one but that didn't happen and this and just so y'all know i ain't sharing my pie Cause I ain't been intimate with my main man. You ain't gonna disrespect me and get the cookie. Oh, child. And I and my escape that I chose that I trust and he's not available doesn't mean I go ahead and do something else. I'm just gonna be on ice. Honey. So them two fingers, warm them up. <laughs> <laughs> really, because if my escape doesn't co- come through and I can't do anything with my main man, I will be campaign campaigning. Um, what we call masturbation because yeah. there's no way I can choose someone else. I have too much. I have too much on my plate to even invite somebody into this space right now, and I don't trust that quickly. It took me forever to even get the two that I got. So, yes, yeah, Dr. Amos Wilson he talks about you know apathy. He goes. I mean, he goes into all of the things that we do that is um detrimental against the plight of just trying to solve and eradicate the problems that he doesn't call system um, of racism and white supremacy, but we coined that with our next author that we're going to deconstruct, Neely Fuller. Um, but he, Dr. Amos Wilson, he continued on to explain that this power white structure that we are encountering is definitely overwhelming, and we have the tendency to push back with aggression, even when we ain't aggressive. Anytime you talk <laughs> some sense about what's happening, it automatically is perceived to be aggression. And you want to know why? It's because 
they believe if we're not in agreement, then we are definitely against. And they clearly see the ops as the ops. Yeah. Even our own people, right? Our own people the same way. They, like, Which is interesting, right? Because we are quick to label each other ops, but your real ops, you don't be out, out here trying to fight them. You don't be and selling drugs to their family. That is true. We have a huge, huge issue with that. And I think it's because we don't think of us in a global respect. Like, And I'm not saying sell drugs to other people's family, but if you go sell them, don't sell them to your own. Exactly. Exactly. You know I mean, if, especially if you're trying to destroy the the race, the white supremacy um, system, because our biggest, I, one of the things that I feel that our biggest issue is that we don't see ourselves in large enough numbers. Like we are a global front of victims. Like mm-hmm. we're across this world, we are victimized. So we tend to have such small thinking where we're so tribal in thought. It's like, well, me and my tribe is doing all right. My mom got a degree. I got a degree. Okay, that's great. What about your brother and sister across the globe? They're not doing well. What about the brother and sister in your own community? How do you say across the globe? What about your brother and sister across the street? Across the street in your own community. Does that, do they matter? Across the hallway. Across the hall. Do they matter? You know, or you it within the same zip code. So we don't we don't expand our thinking in that regard. And then a lot of times we'll say, Well, if I could do it, then they can do it too. Mm-hmm. Well, what was your experience in comparison to their experience? And some of y'all taking up the booty hole to do it. And we ain't got that to do. <laughs> <laughs> so now what? Because I don't mess with my booty hole. Nope, my booty hole is to stay a virgin forever, ever, forever, ever, forever, ever. Okay, (laughs) you know what's so funny? (laughs) This brother was trying, oh, and I felt so bad for him because I have a brother in this in my life that you know, every time a door closes, another one opens. I guess that's the ancestors to always find a way for you to continue to enjoy your experience of life. So, you know, the door I want to open up so much decided to close on me. So I took a hit to my pride. But then I had another door open that I didn't want, but he was a friend. And he's really trying to gain an interest of me, well, hoping that I gain an interest to be intimate with him, to so-called get over what I'm going through. And I'm like, sex to me is, you know, I'm trying to explain to him, it's so sacred that the, the, one, the one that I chose or choose to do is is it is so much meaning behind it i can't just do it with anybody like no and his response was like you know you like your bo- booty hole uh, you like your buddy and i'm like ill <laughs> and he's like well you, don't knock it let me tell you my first of all i've had it done before and the reason why i don't like it is because i have a big ass i work hard keeping my ass cracked dry and smelling clean I don't like, I don't even like the feeling of wetness in my booty <laughs> hole because I think about me not being as clean. Now, you can do the, something in my pussy all day, but my booty hole, and then if once you down in my butthole, yeah, you better not, not even try to put your mouth on my face. Yeah. What? And I like to kiss. So you mess up the whole experience for me. And I like, and it's funny because I told <laughs> But you got to get all your kissing in first. <laughs> Say that again. You got to get all your kissing in first. 
Yeah, you gotta get what you're kissing it and that ends off. But it's just, I don't know. I know some woman is into it. At first time I even heard about the booty hole experience was when, was it Casey? She was like, you gotta eat the groceries. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? And when I found out, I was like, hell no. <laughs> oh my God. I've been telling dudes like, I like it. Oh my no. No, no. Now, I will say, it's not something that has to be done, right? So, for me, it's not an end all be all. But, honey, when it's done right, oh, I don't want nothing. In I got some salad for you. You want some greens? Yeah. <laughs> Let's Anything got bigger too? What? Oh my God! Got some nutrition for you. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Each his own. We gonna move on. From that. Hell no. <laughs> but yes, Doctor Avis said he. I mean, he pretty much goes on to explain that it's important that we rebuild this self-confidence because white supremacy has taken a huge toll on our self-confidence and our personal um, goals and abilities. We always feel that we need to attach ourselves to other racial groups to get it done. Mm -hmm. We don't have that confidence that we need each other and only each other to get what we need done. So that utter dependence um, with for whites to join our structures for social, economic, political, educational gain is what hinders us. And he says is because a lot of times we just really lack um, knowledge of self, of self-love, self-confidence, self-assertiveness, self-education. Like we are clueless as to how brilliant and how great we are. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited to... I'm not going to mention it on air yet, but definitely support again AfroSoFly.com if you have not supported AfroSoFly.com because it is a sister, Kahawia. Yes. That you've been listening to, that she does um, a lot of work on that website. And if you want to support KK Real Talk, start patronizing us by just purchasing some um, merchandise off the website because. A lot of the material that you will find there is just revolutionary moments of thinking when it involves sex, you know, just that intimacy part of you and just self-worth. Mm-hmm. And um, I just encourage you to just purchase and just assist us in our mission um, by paying homage to one another um, and uplifting each other with things that matter. Because I'm done. I, I literally right now in my bedroom. I have two big clear bins. I'm getting rid of all my clothes that's not made by black folk. Now I can't get rid of it. Essentially, I'll be getting rid of everything because you know black people ain't making these t-shirts and sweatshirts exactly. But the but you know what? As we discussed, we are gonna have some Afro so fly patches coming soon. So you yes. can it too. Yes, yeah, start patching up your clothes. So you can keep what you have. Yes. Well, some of the things it's just too much. Like I want to have a minimalistic lifestyle you know what i do too because i be seeing the folks on the gram and things just be living their minimalistic dreams right yeah i'd be like oh that could be me but when it comes time for me to give it to something like girl i got a whole bag ready <laughs> to go to goodwill and I've, i have not taken it and i've had this bag here for months because i'm like i just something about parting ways with my stuff 
Especially mm-hmm. stuff that I've been keeping because, you know, now sometimes I am able, you know, to give her the clothes, right? If, you know, I didn't finally gain the weight that I wanted, right? So I'm good. So I know them smaller size stuff, I'm not, I'm not going back down to that size. Probably not ever, right? So that stuff I can get rid of. But some of the stuff I'll be like, well, I've been holding on to this since fifth grade. What if I need it? Now, mind you, never Never mind the fact I haven't needed it since. But I feel like as soon as I get rid of it, that's when I'm going to need it. And that's my bondage. <laughs> that's my struggle. Yeah. No, I get it 100%. But I want to be a minimalist. <laughs> but I got all this stuff. Yeah. See, I'm <laughs> infected. <laughs> the infected brain. All my things. I'm <laughs> like, but this is my things. Oh, the struggle. Mind over material is what I have to remember. Yes. But I'll be out here mind and material. And that's part of the problem. Mm-mm-mm. And that's the fantasy world I live in. Yeah. It's amazing how how we have to handle and do things. You know, like... And how it shows up in other worlds because everything is one. So this problem that you have of letting go of the material things and however way you decide to handle it, I'm sure it shows up in other worlds of your life. Because I know I'm having things that I go through with even within myself far as just keeping time. Like I have a difficult time keeping time in my personal life it shows up in my work life it shows up on the time of me to make my doctor's appointments <laughs> it shows up you know it, it it it's amazing how things is all in one so when you can become healthy in one aspect of your life understand that it trickles down to everything else and you good. know what honey that's a word that you say right because i was saying i don't know if it's quite opposite because it's hard for me to let go of my things, but I be letting go of folks right <laughs> left. <laughs> and it's like, mm. I, I may need to seriously adjust that, right? Because we need people. Yeah, we do. We need people. And I be out here like, oh, trash. Yeah. Like, it may be, so, so like now, you know, I haven't been putting, putting people in the trash. I've been putting them in file cabinets. My aunt had um, introduced the the um the notion of file cabinets to me where I can file folks away and I just know how to treat them according to whatever file I place them in mentally but um child that is a whole word mm-hmm. I love that file cabinets Dr. Amos Wilson he um to add on to what Sister Conway is talking about because these file cabinets let's talk about a file in the cabinet <laughs> this whole idea that when you are a part of larger white society that you can do your best to get, you know, they won't notice that you are um, a victim of white supremacy racism. You think you can squeeze yourself in, beg, bluff, riot, pray, pretty much do everything you can to be a part of them. There is this excellent documentary called The History of Racism on BBC TV and they show, which I've never learned this part of Native American history. They explain that the, there was a small sector, like how you would call the pilgrims and the uh, 
the the Amish community of today, mm-hmm. they said that there was a small section of Native Americans who lived on the land similar to the Amish community, and they have fully integrated into the society where they were dressing, their clothing was similar to um, the pilgrims, their um they they had a bible they they read they spoke english you know they they pretty much adapted themselves 100% and they were killed hmm. because the the attitude was that they had to have done something they had to have stolen everything that they got there's no way they can naturally just be this hmm. and i say that because we always think there's a stereotype that you know, once you get in, they will accept you and make you them make you equal to them. And it has not worked. And it never has. Mm-hmm. And we continue to do this. You have too many of us seeking the approval of others. It, you know, the ignorance that happens when you do that, it creates two factors that Dr. Dr. Amos Wilson says. He said, when you do this, once you paralyze yourself into frustration, because they never want to accept you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're going to be <laughs> paralyzed in this state of mind of just being frustrated and then also you lead your children to going on to another generation of ignorance because mm-hmm. they don't understand what to do it's like i i'm i've got the you, i have five master's degrees i'm a law-abiding citizen why are they still attacking me mm-hmm. You know, these are the, these are the questions that our people have, and the regression that occurs. You know, it has a huge part of it has to do with the fact that we are acting as children when it comes to us being in this war. We are at war. Mm-hmm. We talk. There is a psychological warfare happening. I mean, the physical, economic one already is in existence. They have us completely enslaved to them economically mm-hmm. completely ensla- enslaved to them in all areas of activity i mean shit if you even want to protect yourself in intimacy you got to go and buy a condom yeah you don't make no condom you don't make nothing to protect you ain't you you can't you ain't got nothing in your house that you can make to use as a condom <laughs> nope <laughs> honey nothing you, at all unless you know that person and you trust them and you go up in it raw but for the most part, every activity is controlled by them. So you might have the ran rap, but you don't make that neither. <laughs> <laughs> so Dr. Amos Wilson is saying, you know, we're walking around here in this feeble childlike attitude where we again lack self-confidence. We feel helpless. You know, we constantly looking for external support to do the work for us. There's such a severe reduction of ability to think like an adult that, you know, we're constantly in this withdrawal, fantasy, magical thinking world. And we have to stop it like a a complete halt. And in order for us to produce this is at least to be aware of what's going on. Because as Sister Kawaya said, frustrated parents create frustrated children. Regressed Black parents produce regressed Black children. What we want for ourselves mm-hmm. is to be an adult. Because in being an adult is not just graduating to an age, but having that maturity, mm-hmm. being able to self-evaluate and have self-knowledge and self-love, being able to have self-control 
to be self-organized. You know, when you choose to be, be those things, you can choose to be happy. You can choose to have a wellness in being. But if you don't have that, because I know one thing, when I'm feeling really low and I don't control myself and thoughts, that's when I want to eat the worst of foods Aww. versus when I'm focused on doing right by myself and treating myself right. And when I'm focused on that in totality, then I'll decide to drink a tea or decide to eat something healthy or take the time to cook. You know, so this love, hate, hate, love attitude that's being developed that we have, especially when it is in relationship to whites, um, excuse me, especially when it's in relationship to ourselves, is something that we have to check in on. Because one of the things, and this is something that I'm trying to eradicate within my home with the children. Normally, and you can survey your kids yourself. Think about non-white people that's looking, that's tapping into this show. Survey your children. When it's time to do schoolwork, do they reject the activity automatically? Is it this lackadaisical attitude where it's like, oh, I don't want to do it. Like that anti-intelligence. Mm -hmm. Who created that? Why are they behaving as such? And as a parent, I have to remove that because intellect is the only thing that they have control over. The white man control every aspect of me, but he still does not have my mind unless I allow him to. Right. And a lot of folks out here allowing it. And that's what we have to get away from. We have to get away from it. So that's self, that self-knowledge and self-love is so important for us to be able to build up. And that interest is only going to happen if we learn how to remove the frustration and, and stop denying in our emotions and what we're going through. If you feeling some kind of way because somebody mistreated you, tell them that. You ain't got to hide it. Mm -hmm. it. It ain't about, oh, I don't want to appear weak. I don't want to appear this. I don't want to appear that. You tell them. You tell them, I, you, you disappoint me. I thought I thought you we had something more. You you express yourself and be honest about your situation. And tell them from a you know from a uh, from a loving space, right? Don't just be don't approach your own like you should be out here approaching your enemy. Yeah. Don't approach from the space of I'ma fuck you up. Approach from the space of listen, sister, listen, brother, can we let me holler at you for a minute. I just have some things I need to get off my chest. Some things that, you know, I feel need to be addressed based on I, I, I. And you handle that. From a loving space. From a mm -hmm. space that doesn't harbor animosity. From a space of I'm bringing you my problem and I would like for us to resolve it. So that we can move on and continue to be productive or you know continue to still have a relationship exactly that's a whole different conversation from you did me wrong and i'm gonna fuck you up yeah you don't take that energy to the folks at work do you wrong all day that's true you be smiling in susan face yeah yeah and damn so man sucking susan toes <laughs> Oh man, it's it, 
it's that's why you have to protect your happiness yo you know we all know that there are certain things and activities that's going to put us in a space that's going to make us feel some kind of way so when you are in that space do your best to get out of that build that self-confidence in yourself where it's like yo i don't care what anybody do even if i decide to deal with somebody that is going to disappoint me they not disappointing me i know that about them I'm still going to do what I need to do for myself. Change the story. Change it because I noticed there's a lot of people. There's an excellent movie called Soul. It's the animation. Mm. And I'm not going to tell the movie in, in its entirety, but there's a scene where you have these spirits walking with their head down, just aimlessly walking, and they're constantly repeating a story in their head. So their desires and goals are totally off the... I mean, even if they look up and say, yeah, I want to do that, they go back to their story. Mm-hmm. And, and their story doesn't allow them to change their pattern of behavior. It doesn't allow them to let anything new in. They're just focused on that story. Yeah, I've seen the movie. It, it, it is a good movie. That scene is so it was so powerful for me because it was like, wow... You can really psych yourself out from living because mm-hmm. existing and living is two different things. I don't want to just merely exist. I want to live. So living is choosing. I want to choose my thoughts. I don't because you don't even got to choose to think. You can dead ass live this life, exist in this life <laughs> without ever thinking for yourself. Mm-hmm. And happiness is created within. Yes, that is. It's not an external thing. It sure is not. It sure is not. And and it and it's also a self value too. Like, I love me. I love me to the point that I know I'm deserving of more. How dare you not treat me to my standard? Mm. Be proud in saying that and own that. So people because people treat you the way you allow them to treat you you teach people how to treat you mm-hmm. so if you don't like your treatment you need to be a better teacher in these streets Ooh. a better teacher in these streets yes so dr amos wilson lord i thought i was going to be done i'm going through this part <laughs> i mean so that last part right um, I do feel like, you know, like, it's other stuff that he brought up in earlier chapters, which I think, yes. wow. so, you know, it's just a reiteration. Yeah, it definitely is a, re- a reiteration because, <sighs> like, the highlights are reiterated and, you know, he added extra detail um, as it pertains to this particular topic. But this is, you know, certainly stuff. Get the book. I, I yeah exactly get the book I mean because he pretty much continuously reiterate everything one of the things how he closed out honey with, I love how he closed out yeah because he done told us off the whole book <laughs> and not told us off right but he done put all our problems on forefront and was like you know it may seem like you know our, our experience as black folks is all negative and that's not the case that's not our intention to make it seem that way but um you know this is where we at sometimes 
Yeah. And not even not even so much where we at some time, but this is, you know, the huge part of us that needs to change. This is the huge part of us that is going to keep us at this deficit at alarming rates. Yeah. The purpose of this book is not to sing our praises. Not when we have so much self-inflicted destruction, you know, or um, enemy-inflicted destruction, all the things. Not when we are still victims of white supremacy. Yeah. And all we have is our potential. Mm. Because the potential and our skills, all of the skills and all that we do don't do a damn thing to ensure that that has been able to eradicate this system of white supremacy, racism. If anything, it refined it. Because all of these individual black folks that's doing well, it gives the overall world point of view as if we as a group are doing well, but we're not doing well as a group. We're doing well as individuals. I mean, there's a meme floating around now saying that blacks own less than what we owned before. So Dr. Mm-hmm. Anderson Cooper, excuse me, not Dr. Anderson Cooper, Cooper, I don't know who that is. Dr. Dr. Lord, Lord Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> he always says black folks own 1.65% of the nation's wealth since 1865. So you mean to tell me we own less than 1.65? Mm. And I know for certain that they, we are the reason why the world goes around because everybody follow us. Everybody mimics us. Look at entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's an imitation of us. Down to the music, to everything. Listen, meanwhile, the world is following us for trending topics and what's going to sell, right? So they can figure out how to sell to us. But we out here following everybody else. Trying to mimic everybody else. And that's what Dr. Amos Wilson be talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, y'all, it has been a great run. It sure of has. My third book. Yes, it has. I'm still looking through my notes. I, I... <laughs> Honey, because I'm like, is she no, it's a, you know, you, you're, you know what? You're 100% right because we've been saying this often and we're going to continue to say it. This is not the audio version. You got to get the book. I try to go through all my notes, but I think it's enough was said for you to understand the gist of the book. But even if you're not even into reading it or you'll say, well, I like listening to the podcast. I'm not going to get to the book. Buy it anyway, because it's in your home and it's a good and, and it's a good seed to plant in your home because you have children, you have family, someone may pick up this book and read it or even you yourself may find a value and interest to do so later. One of the segues I think that I think after I reading this say, book, how I even think that's the cop out, right? Because if we like we said, this book was written how many years ago? 30 years ago and it's still relevant today. So yeah. it's like Y'all know the saying, you don't want black folks to know something, put it in the book. Yeah. The shit is in the book. The material is out here. So for us to still legitimately be out here talking about we don't want to read, get the fuck out of here. I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not accepting that. Okay, that's valid. Well, then I'll add another book to read on top of this one. After this book, <laughs> a good book. <laughs> 
to read, especially for parents, you know, somebody that really want to be a parent. And, and I, I shouldn't even say for parents because the village is the parent of the babies. Any child, anytime a child is around me, I'm they mama until they, even if they mama around, I'm, the, I'm, I'm a mama too. And I treat your baby as if they're my own. That's just how I treat children. And I've learned to do that. And I think it's the right thing to do as a village. So if you care about your village and you want to be impactful to, to the children that you encounter, this is a great book. And I think a good follow-up is The Awakening, The Natural Genius of Black Children. He has a third edition. Lord, this man, he does, I mean... He's so amazing. And I think maybe our next show, we can start calling on our ancestors because that's an African um, tribal um, protocol where you call on the ancestors that, ancestors that you want to listen in on whatever you're doing. I mean, we call his name all the time, so you got to be listening. Mm-hmm. But um, it's more of an intentional thing where before you even start, the the work or you're saying or whatever you do you just mentioned a few names so maybe we can implement that in the future yeah but i love you dr amos wilson wherever your spirit is you are an amazing amazing man and you've done so much work for us and i'm not taking your work lightly i live it i breathe it i inhale it i cried over it i'm doing i'm doing the work to get it to get it done to continue it on Keep on keeping on, right? Keep on keeping on. And on top of that, I just want to express, because we started this podcast talking about Black male and female relationships. Brothers, we need y'all to take better care of us. This whole idea that a woman is not not, nothing more, I'm not not even saying that, because that's not how brothers treat, but this emotional... Um, status that brothers do they they put women in these bad emotional states you're responsible for a woman's emotions based on what you promise stop selling dreams yeah you ain't gotta sell sisters a dream be real about what you can and can't do and keep it at that mm-hmm. don't just be saying whatever just to get what you want because you're hurting the family. This woman has to be a mom. This woman has to be an aunt, a grandma, a cousin, or whatever Honey, the position they woman has to be a woman. This woman yeah. has to find ways to love herself when there are so many reasons that she feels are coming at her for her not to. Take care of our hearts. Take care of our spirit. Take care of our minds. Take care of our bodies. The same way we can lay our life on the line to protect you, put that same energy, reciprocate that to us, please. I don't want to sound like I'm telling you what to do. I'm asking. <laughs> Strong <laughs> suggestion. Strong suggestion, but I am asking. <laughs> oh, yes, brothers and sisters. So we love y'all. We want the best for y'all. And we are, we are, we are, Lord, I can't even get the words out. We are excited to serve y'all in the future with some more positive information. Are we going to introduce our next book? Because, Lord, girl, while I, and it's funny, I was saying, I know we said we was going to deconstruct movies, but sis, as I was preparing for the show today, 
I was like, I can't fast forward a movie. Like, how I'll be speed reading <laughs> <laughs> to make sure I'm prepared for the podcast. I'm like, mm, I think I'm well, going to do a book. <laughs> what I do, I mean, it's not about um, fast forwarding, right? But you watch it first and then you watch it again and take notes. <sighs> yes. Honey, y'all heard that? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what you're right and i can do that because i i'm i'm going to not hold on to who i was i'm going to hold on to who i want to be so i'll do it okay so what we're going to break down brothers and sisters is the history of racism you can look for it um, it's on BBC TV, The History of Racism. Well, actually, it's called Racism, A History. Yeah. And um, it's from BBC TV. They, it's a four-part series. So um, check it out. We will come back. When we come back, we are going to break it down. It's so dope because we went through the whole you know, male, female problems, male problems, children problems, we are right in order to discuss racism because that's what we've pretty much been talking about, the victimization of us as a people and what we do, how we react because we ain't been responding. We haven't been acting in code in a Mm -hmm. proper fashion to eradicate the system. We're just constantly reacting and, and trying to figure things out without a strategy. So to take it to the level of just trying to understand why the system even is here and how the, how it became. I'm excited. Yes. So, yes. Until next time, y'all. Later. Yer. What you feel Make sure you know the difference From your wants and needs You like your free So why not me Just afraid of what's beyond the world we see Knowledge is free Wisdom takes time I got a lot of things that cloud up in my mind No time to hide Wages might heal us inside. I've fallen high, I've fallen low. I get back up and keep it going. Got that soul. There is no flow, only see sky. I'm resilient and they cannot figure why, why, why. See, it's hard to believe that a spirit so bright can be filled with a cup full of pain. Close to the edge, shed the tears in the night Use the pain as a ship set of chains There's no name for the space in the mind That feels weak with for help They all call your name Smoke some herb
curb, have a drink, scream and shout We might do, but to feel that would be insane How about we change? Tired of saying Not quite liberated from those mental chains I know your pain Walked in that lane Can't repeat the steps and expect things to change We fallin' high We fallin' low We get back up and keep it going Got that soul There is no flow Your natural flow, just go. 